0: Welcome to the Company of One podcast. Today, this is episode 193. We're talking about love. (laughs) No, not relationship podcast, but love as a business strategy. How do you use love? How do you treat your customers with great respect, actually love them and take care of them? And it wins in business. We see this kind of concept all the time, but today i want to unpack uh, an actual example of us having experimented with this for the last couple of months. So I'm Dale Callahan, I'm your host, uh, so if you don't know me, I'm an engineering faculty member, a professor of engineering at the University of Alabama at Birmingham, been doing that for a lot of years now, run an executive engineering program and my heart's always been an industry, my heart's always been and uh, entrepreneurship and business and taking care of uh, customers. So being in academia is kind of weird because we do things a little different in academia. Those of you in it know it. Those of you who have experienced well, you know it and you pretty much saw it firsthand. But that's relevant because today when we're talking about love and talking about caring for customers, and, you know in a university relationship, some of the customers we have, are called students. Actually, most of the customers we have are called students. If We need to take out the researcher and research and other type of things. And caring for the students. We're seeing this in universities all over the nation, all over the world, as they really are jumping overboard trying to do a better job entertaining the students, uh, but not necessarily caring for the students. There's faculty members and there's staff and there's things that do that, but Dude, they love the students. So all that aside, I want to dive into the business stuff. So either hopefully you are understanding one or two things. You're a business owner or or you are an aspiring business owner. You're looking to start a business. Or perhaps you understand that you're a company of one, that you are a business owner just by the fact that you bring in revenue in exchange for service. That's the definition of business. So if you have a job, if somebody's paying you anything, you're a business owner. That's the way we look at it, Uh, and I think that's pretty much how it really is. So let me just tell you, using love as a business strategy might seem like a strange title to you, but what I want to show you here in just a minute is what that means, what loving the customer means, Number two, what are some observations that we've made as we've experienced doing this for the last couple of months? I mean, we've done it all along, but really bearing down on the strategy of love. Now, first of all, why the heck am I talking about this? I have already identified myself as an engineer. If you know anything about most engineers, we're cold-blooded facts people. Well, maybe not all of us, but I am. I I teach a lot of stuff in the university that is soft skills, and I I cringe every time I say soft skills because I'm a hard analytics. Give me the numbers. Show me the calculation. We can calculate exactly what's going to happen and program it, predict it, and build it. Soft skills are what we use when we talk about people. From an engineering perspective, people are the most difficult thing to work with, totally unpredictable. That's why love is important, right? So generally speaking, though, when you have me talking about soft skills, that makes me yucky. And then and when we start talking about loving our customers, it just makes me squeamish. I'm just being perfectly honest with you. It's a weird thing for me to talk about. But this is what's happened. I'm a Christian and so as a Christian, what do we do? One thing we're doing is going to church. We're listening to pastors, and especially during the COVID times, we've been listening to all kinds of pastors, watching them on video uh, more so than attending them in person. And it's given us the opportunity to, to visit <laughs> some churches and and listen to them. But it seems like they're out to get me. And you know, if you've been to church, you know exactly what I mean. That crazy nut at the podium Or uh, he's after me. He's trying to get me on love. Because sermon after sermon after sermon, it didn't matter who it was. It didn't matter what church it was. They were talking about the responsibility of Christians to love one another. And it started to get convicting. (laughs) I'm a little slow in that. I am a little slow, but it did start to get convicting and thinking, gee, you know, God, what are you trying to say to me? And I've already told you in a past podcast, I'll try to find a link to that, that becoming a Christian has made me wealthy. And I mean that sincerely in the sense that me understanding how to care for and think about other people, that's the business relationship that's very biblical and to take that customer first not really customer first, but to be caring for the customer means you generally make more money. It's weird, I know. I'll try to find a link for that. Matter of fact, I don't have that in the show notes at the moment. We usually re- pre-write our show notes, or at least pre-draft them, um, and and then I record them and I figure out stuff's missing. You know, I know that never happens to you, but. Um, so we'll we'll find a link to that episode. I'm not going to hunt it right now because then you'd have to hear me typing, and that would be embarrassing because I type badly. So I go out and I find uh, when we when I when I found being a Christian and helped me understand with the concept of business. I get that that made sense, but the thought of really reaching out and loving them, which is over the top to me, it's just a little over the top. But I'm beginning to hear it, right? I'm beginning to hear it and beginning to understand it. So, we've been talking about this a lot inside our business, businesses actually, so much that love the customer is becoming a theme. We didn't make it a theme. Hey, we didn't have them corporate meeting and say, okay, this is becoming our, don't you hate that? You know, we were going hanging on the wall and say, this is the theme, this is our mission statement. You know, yeah, God's given us our mission statement already. But to love the customer is just something we started talking about, and it comes up so often. How do we love them? An awkward conversation. So let me tell you about what this has meant for us. And I just want to show you, kind of give you an inside look at a business that is experimenting with this. Now, our primary business that is experimenting with this is our Ask Dr. Callahan, which is a homeschooled, business. We sell educational products. I shouldn't say homeschool anymore, but that's where it started. We sell educational products. It started out as just mathematics, high school, higher ed, math, college prep. That's kind of where we were, and that's morphing over time. We won't get into that now, but we were doing that, and, and that that's a business that we were going to kill. So in the past couple of years, we thought about, let's just walk away from this, but people, people keep sending us money, so it's hard to walk away. So, um, but it, it had many frustrations internally. There's parts of it we didn't like. There were some frustrations with customers, and if you're one of our customers, yeah, there was. You know, we, we were frustrated by um, customers for lots of reasons, good, bad, it doesn't really matter. I mean, we know you get frustrated too, so hopefully you forgive us. Uh, But as we started experimenting in this particular business, what does that mean, loving your customer? How do you love them? Um, So here's some things we've discovered. Here's what it means. And I want you to think about this seriously because I think you ought to to consider this, especially if you are a Christian. If you're not a Christian, we need to talk. Email me. We need to talk. But if you are a Christian, you need to love your customer. And what does that mean? Loving your customer means knowing them, right? It's kind of like people always say, you know, having a relationship with somebody is knowing them. That's why God tells us to read the word, right? Read the Bible because that is how you get to know the mind, spirit of God. So... Loving your customer means knowing your customer, means understanding their pains. Now, if you're sitting here thinking, well, Dale, that sounds a lot like what you say about marketing. Yes, it is exactly what we say about marketing, but it's, it's from a different perspective. A lot of times when we think about marketing, we think about customer pain and customer desire, and we manipulate it. To get the customer to buy our products and services, we twist in on that pain. We, you know, flag that desire. If you look at television commercials, you know, they they sell many many commercials, especially drug commercials and things like that, sell on fear. So we want to twist that pain, really drive that fear home, so you'll pick up the phone or, or go to the, your uh, cell phone and order this product. But in this case, loving your customer means knowing what they're concerned about, knowing what their needs are. It, I'm reading right now Seth, Seth Godin's book, This is Marketing, and he's talking about this. Now, I'm, I know everybody out there, if you're uh, anybody in the marketing space, people just think Seth Godin's awesome. And I do. I think he's awesome. Some of his book's a little weird here. I think it's a little soft, uh, but that's okay. But... Uh, it, it, the general principle is you know, understanding your customer and, and getting to know what their needs are, getting inside of their head and inside of their heart. What is it that they're concerned about and how can you help them with their concern? So that's the first thing. Loving your customer means knowing your customer. And number two, loving your customer means tuning into their frustrations and needs. So once you know what they are, you really tune in and listen you ask clarifying questions you try to understand what's a frustration about that we have spent a whole lot of time trying in our business and i know i know many of you have and and we do this with our bosses right your boss is a customer that's the definition right your boss pays you or authorizes you to be paid so they're a customer so we spend a lot of time uh, justifying why we are doing things that maybe don't serve the customer the best way. In other words, why do our products and services suck in this way? <laughs> I mean, that's a kind of a brutal way of saying it, but, you know, why won't we fix this about our product? You know, because, uh oh, well, and, and a lot of times we spend a lot of time, I mean, many times we've spent uh, a lot of energy doing just that, explaining why our products don't serve them the way they want to be served. Now some of that's okay in the sense that our products aren't made for everybody. So sometimes that product is not going to serve them enough. For instance, some of the things we find up found, find out and um, in our uh, homeschool math products, the ones that are geared towards homeschoolers, is that some of the parents want the easiest simplest path. I just want to get Johnny and Susie a grade and I don't want I do not want to work for it or have them work for it. Maybe you're not our customer. you know that's okay. I'm not you know, not judging I'm just saying maybe you're not our customer. But at the same time, what's becoming clear to us in the frustrations and needs, and you probably, if you're listening to this, you're like, Dale, what are you thinking? You knew this all along, and especially if you're one of those customers. The homeschool parent doesn't want to have to be educated. You know, So in our case, if, if you're taking a calculus course from us, the homeschool parent doesn't... N- want to or have any desire to usually learn calculus or in other cases refresh themselves on calculus. They want to be leading and teaching in the sense of we've provided Johnny and Susie the material and uh, and your material needs to do the job for us and then we need to be able to manage it because a lot of time as a homeschool parent, especially in the high school years, they become more of a, the parent becomes more of a leader, a manager of the course structure because the, especially if you've got m- multiple kids and you've got many things going on, you've got, uh, you got a really complicated activities. Suddenly you're doing multiple subjects uh, at a depth that you probably never really did when you were in high school. I mean, let's face it, for those of us who went to public school systems, um, we probably didn't do much in high school. Uh, and, and a lot of times these homeschool parents are really diving down deep and doing some pretty deep stuff, the stuff that I never saw in college, many of them. So tuning into their frustrations and needs and really trying to understand it's not sometimes, and this is kind of where we are right now, it's not that mom or dad do not want some of this stuff. It's that they have to manage this, and they need it to be easy for them to manage and sometimes our courses are not that they're getting there and they're becoming that and we're changing things Uh, but we haven't always done that and we've made excuses for why we did not so we're really tuning into that and it's 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 work for us it's causing us to think it's causing us to recreate some things adjust some things and it's kind of fun it's kind of fun so, we're getting other people involved in the process and so all that there's a whole bunch of good things about this so number three loving your customer means treating them like you would want to be treated jesus that sound like the golden rule of something so this is what's happening is we're turning now we homeschool my wife in particular is an expert at the homeschooling part of things because she's been doing it for so many years but it's forcing us to turn on our head and say wait a minute and we've always done this, but it's just, I, I can't explain it. It's a whole new level. Wait a minute. We don't think like all these other moms and dads. They they think differently. Everybody does a little bit, right? So what is it about this that's causing them grief? And if I'm in that shoe, and if I'm in their shoes, what would I want to happen here? And so we're really having that conversation a lot. That's kind of cool. So loving your customer means people come first. That's number 4. So loving your customer means knowing your customer, number 2, they understanding their frustrations and needs, number 3, treating them as if you would want to be treated, the golden rule. That's not in the Bible. Number 4, loving your customer means people come first. Not products, not marketing, not sales pitches, not pricing, People. People means who's the customer, which and usually for us, it's mom, and it's Johnny and Susie, the student, and it's dad. Many times now, it's a teacher. So we're serving all these dynamics out there, and we have to listen to them as an individual and try to get through their frustrations. I mean, because their frustrations are everything from actually doing the math, To using products that are imperfect. They're not all made by us, but we're selling some of these products and they're all imperfect. And sometimes we're like, well, we didn't make that. We're just reselling it. Yeah, but that's a cop out. So how do we support that better? How do we find these errors in the book and communicate this better? How do we Uh, how do we understand and pay attention to other technical issues since we do a lot of login stuff we have online courses online courses are becoming a bigger and bigger thing for us Um, you know how do we think about the people issues first because they're all different right they're all different (laughs) they're all different in the sense that some people have a lot of technical issues in which we used to make fun of I mean we have engineers on our team Uh, and, and, you know, we used to make fun of that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't mean in a mean way, but you know, well, somebody can't log in again. Uh, you know, and you start realizing I have that frustration. I have, I have a lot of online courses, get myself locked out and have to email support. So I'm that idiot on the other side. Right. So, but people come first and and when you realize how you're treated, uh, and I'm always treated well, right. So that's what I want. I want to, to treat others well. So this is what loving the customer has meant to us. And in our experiment we've been doing, we've been doing and and taking apart these things, and it's been fun. There's frustration. There's work. But it's it's a mind shift. So let me just give you some observations. These are some observations that we made from this. We like our customers more. And I'm not... I'm not saying we're trying to or trying to smile about them. Yeah, she's a jerk, but she's okay. We love her. No, I mean we actually are liking our customers more. It's bizarre. It's not bizarre. It's biblical, but I won't go there right now. So it's it's because that's how it's how it works. It's that Holy Spirit inspiring us. But we like them more. We really do. We're we're it's it's fun. There, there's a sense of challenge to. How do we help them faster? How do we help them better? It's awesome. It's really awesome. Number two, sales are up. That's always awesome, right? I mean, this is kind of the point here is we are in business. We're not a mission field, by the way. So let me just clear this up. And in these other observations, you'll see some of this. We're not a mission. We're not giving stuff away for free. Um, We are selling products and our sales are up. Because we're trying to communicate better and do some things better, and people are appreciating what we're doing, and we're serving them. So it's, it's a win-win in there, or a win-win-win-win. I don't know how that works, right? It's good. Let's just say it's good. So number three, everyone is happier serving them, right? We like them, and we're having a better time serving them. That's just awesome. I don't know how to say that better. We're just we're happy you're serving them. It's it's fun. We now are passing emails. I'm <clears throat> watching emails get passed and back and forth. I mean, this is not my full time gig, you know. So I, so I see this from the side, usually on the weekend at night times or something. But I see these emails that get passed back and forth where we're trying to give the right answer to people, and uh, so that's awesome. Uh, number four, loving them. This is this is the big one. <clears throat> and I want you to pay attention. Loving them does not mean they want it for free. Loving them does not mean they want it for free. Customers are not coming to us saying, oh, you love us so much, because we're not saying that, by the way. This is the first time we're putting this out in the public. But they're not saying, I feel so loved. Can you give us product for free? No, they're not saying that. I mean, we discount things sometimes and we go over the top to do some things for people, but they don't care. They're just paying us. Because money is not their object, right? For most of these moms and dads, it's not a lack of money. It's a lack of time and a lack of energy. And our product is out there to help save them time while delivering a great result. And uh, and therefore, hopefully they have better energy. Right, so loving them does not mean they want it for free. So let me just give you <clears throat> a... Uh, A a reading here. Uh, And this is the reading actually has nothing to do with business, but it's out of the book. And I'll put this in the show notes. The book's The Theft of America's Soul by Phil Robertson. Yeah, the Duck Dynasty, the father of the Duck Dynasty guy. So I'm reading his book. My son actually asked me to read it. And and the book is mostly about biblical issues, um, very well thought out stuff. But he's telling in his book, about he's, a customer calls him, this is Phil Robertson, a customer calls him to order some duck calls. Now listen to the story. You'll love this. The customer calls to order duck calls and so Phil Robertson is writing on his piece of paper and says, okay, you know, you want this? And the the guy's cussing everything like he's thinking, right? And he's like, oh, oh, wait a minute, I mean, GD this and GD that, you know. He's not cussing at Phil, he's just, it's part of his vocabulary. It's kind of like his paws and his stutter, right? And so Phil's, you know, in his book, he's saying, I'm just wondering why the guy keeps cussing. You know, you know, if, if you've watched Phil, you understand how he thinks. And so he takes his order and he gets his Visa card number and he makes sure, and he goes back over his Visa card number. And then he says, hey, I'm just kind of curious. Why are you, uh, excuse me, Why, why do you keep cursing God? And and the guy's like, what are you talking about? And he says, every time you step there, you say G D this and G D that, and why are you cursing God? And the guy's like, did you get my order? And he says, yes, I got your order. And I guy hangs up on him, <laughs> right? And, and so, the, but and now the guy ends up calling him back. Phil ends up ministering to this guy, and Phil ends up baptizing this guy and bringing him or you know ministering to him through to Christ. And baptizing him because guy goes and visits Phil. <clears throat> and so it's a, it's a really cool story. But the thing that caught my attention is that he said, first, I made sure I got his visa number and got the order correct before I said that. <laughs> Phil's still interested in running a business, right? He's, he's going to speak his mind. He's going to hold his faith. But I'm going to get the order first. And I thought, what a refreshing way to look at that. Um, I think, I think it is. I think you find, by the way, it's a great book. Uh, so think about that. What we're doing is we're taking orders. We're, t- we're providing people service. They may not all agree with us biblically. They may not agree with us loving them. They may disagree with us on all kinds of things. We're still a business, and our purpose from the business perspective is still to make money. But, hey, we're called for a mission that's bigger than that. So we're going to make money, and while we're doing it, we're gonna imp- going to going to focus on impacting lives. So while we're doing this, let me just throw another book out at you because, you know, hey, we got to talk about some books. And it is uh, Tim Sanders, Love is the Killer App. I'm, I'm saying this one because I remember reading this one over and over in the bookstore, or sitting there in the bookstore and on Amazon. Tim Sanders' book comes across to me. And I like Tim Sanders' books, um, at least the only, only other one I've read. And, uh, and maybe there's only one, so maybe that's why I've read it anyway. But love is the killer app and I remember thinking well it's just so cheesy I mean so several times I've looked at it, that's just such a cheesy um, thing you know the, the book is love is the killer app how to win business and influence friends um you know I, I mean that's just how I thought about it I'm just telling you I haven't ordered it yet I haven't read it yet but I'm assuming it's a great book uh, it's got great reviews and um, I won't have to read it now because now maybe I've been converted that love might be the killer app. Uh, Because we spend so much time on technology and and so much time on marketing and things like this, and it's not that complicated, right? It's reaching out, caring for, loving people, taking care of them. Because if people like you, let me jump back to the Dale Carnegie book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. If people like you, they hire you. Generally speaking, you're competent in all those other things. If people like you, they hire you, or meaning they pay you, whether they hire you, buy your products and services, whatever. People like you, they hire you. And what causes people to like you? Generally, it's you caring about them. It's kind of hard not to like somebody who cares about you. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's pretty hard not to like somebody who cares about you and somebody who's going to love you and take care of you the best way they can. All right, this has got to be one of the weirdest episodes I have ever done, sitting here talking about love and business. So, but there it is. There is what we're doing today, using love as a business strategy. That's where we are today in this particular business. And at this very moment, just give you something that happened the other day that has nothing to do with that business. We own uh, a real estate. And as in real estate, you know, one thing that happens is you have contractors and contractors can be a lot of fun. <laughs> not really contractors uh, especially when certain types of contractors can be crazy and unpredictable to deal with and there's one i had dealt with in the past that we had this kind of anti you know beating of the heads on things and i needed him again and i just tried to really bend over backwards to uh help number one help him understand this is what i need from you and, and let's be clear on what the relationship is so i was very clear and stern in that case but really caring and taking care of him where I used to just try to avoid him like plague. Uh, And it's weird how he's reacting to me. Uh, So actually, I expect great work. He always did great work, but it was the getting to it was the hard part. You're probably sitting here thinking, Dale, why are you rehiring him? And that's a good question, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, So in this case, I'm actually loving um, the business I'm buying from. We'll give that a try. So maybe that'll be another episode in the future. I hope this leaves you something. I hope this leaves you with thoughts. But remember, your customer, your customer is the person who's paying you. Are you loving them? If you're a Christian, I'm just going to throw it out there. You're called to. (laughs) Deal with that. I'll talk to you next week.